Happy to have you aboard here for the really big barbecue show. Boing. We cook because we have to, and we grill because we want to. Hit me. Fine. How's it going? You have a great show. I'm a big fan. Boing. So what 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 seems to be the problem here? This man looks like he's dead, and he's in the in the crackle. Charbono. It's all about the Charbono, dude. Succulent fish. What? He ate two for wiener. But listen, Laverne, shit face. I'm shaking like a dog shit peach seed. <laughs> we have top men working on it right now. Top men. All right, welcome to the second hour, everybody. It's the Barbecue Central Show. We talk about live fire barbecue and grilling topics at nauseum and also other topics. Sometimes we even put ourselves through pain for no good reason, like by eating Malcolm's killer jerky, the Fear the Reaper. Hit me! Which says, Carolina Reaper, try at your own risk. No added MSG. That sucks. As I've said it on a number of occasions here over the last number of weeks, I have been secretly adding MSG to everything I've been cooking in my house. Nobody says anything other than, oh, this tastes pretty good. You do something different to this? It tastes good. Not that it didn't taste good before, but we've elevated it. I've elevated it. MSG has elevated it just a little bit. You do something different? Nope. Tastes good. Thank you. And thank your friend, Mike Sierra Golf. Uh, still to come on the show this evening is Sam the Cooking Guy for his normal segment. So we look forward to that, of course. And, oh, the hell. There we go. That's a little better. You can follow me socially at BBQ Central Show on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, Snapchat, slash BBQ Central Show on Facebook and Twitch for a live video feed. You can also find one over at YouTube slash RD Rempe. All video feed platforms are immediately archived after this live show ends in about an hour from now, so you can get it if you're just tuning in. If you missed the whole first hour, you missed Malcolm Reed. Talk at length about the Memphis in May barbecue tournament or competition or contest or whatever. Memphis in May in general. That is happening. Two weeks ago when I made the staunch prediction, the stone cold lead pipe lock, take it to the bank, spend all of your $200 on this bet. Guarantee that Memphis in May would not. Andrew. You are not the Would not take place this year. And that it would be a wrecking ball of a party in 2022. Minutes after that prediction was made, Memphis and May must have been listening and sent out the packets and said, we're doing it. We're going to clamp down pretty hard as Malcolm regaled us with the details. And then I was steadily eating a piece of Fear the Reaper jerky. And my face hurt. My tongue hurt really bad. Really bad. And now I believe I've hit some type of a uh, 
well, a a bit of immunity, as it were. And I'm finishing up, I think, my third piece right here. This is the next piece that I'll be eating in the Sam the Cooking Guy segment. And as I had stated on the way out of the first hour, if you're so inclined to jump in and want to see me eat the rest of this bag of jerky. Now, look, I'm not going to go in and dig out all the pepper seeds and all that shit. But finish the bag of jerky. I will do it for your donation of $1,000 that will go to the Palmer home. I will then match that $1,000. There's a really good chance that we'll be hanging out with Malcolm in September or October this year for our private class. Now, I mean, initially it is pretty hot. I got to be honest. Coming up on the best moments of the Barbecue Central show in 10 minutes or less this Friday. Plus, it's really not polite to eat on mic. That's got to, it's not polite. It's not funny. It's not fun. Episode 171, taking you back to April 3rd, 2012. At that time, I had a 20-year-old pitmaster of slabs of approval named Brent Richardson. Remember Brent? B. Brent? We talked about his background and what it was like for him growing up in the competition arena. I don't know how far you guys and gals go back or are fans of this show. But Brent's mom is Stephanie Wilson, one of the pitmasters of The Slabs, a iconic, ionic barbecue competition cooking team, a co-pitmastered by the barbecue pimp himself. Oh, I had it. What's his name? The barbecue pimp himself. Um, hmm. I want to say Kevin. I know Kyle Laval. Look at me coming out of the woodwork. I knew I was going to get there. So, in the annals of competition barbecue, one of the most successful competition teams, really successful on the rub side. Everybody loves slabs rubs. So. That was a environment that he grew up in. We also talked about how at that time, being 20, eight years, nine years, oh my goodness, nine years ago. He's almost 30. Holy crap. I just did the math in my head quickly. He's 29 years old. Wow. I mean, I got him probably just to 20 and he's getting ready to just turn 30. Oh my goodness. Anyway. We talked about what it was like uh, then when he was younger, being one of those younger cookers looking to carry on the competition barbecue torch into the future. So if you don't know Brent or his story, you'll enjoy the best moments of the Barbecue Central Show in 10 minutes or less coming up in the podcast feed this Friday. Don't forget you can email John with your requests if you would like, J-O-N at thebbqcentralshow.com. I'm sure he'll give you a shout out in the uh, open too. Email from a listener named... Yitzi, I'm not kidding, Yitzi, hi Greg, I finally had time to send a long email thanks to my workmate sharing COVID with me, that's not good, sorry Yitzi, 
first of all, regarding the best moments of 2020, in my opinion, we're going back a little bit here. In my opinion, many of them were, in fact, elevated to the level of best moments because of how you reacted. For example, if during the pineapple fiasco of 2020, you had just moved on without reacting to Meathead saying that pineapple was the best thing ever to come off a grill, it wouldn't be much of a soundbite. However, your emotional pushback framed it into what it became. I just thought credit should be given where it's due. I also enjoyed the 2020 year in review show because I was able to hear a quick summary of the 20 to 25 percent of the episodes that I didn't get around to listening. What? You didn't listen to 100 percent of the episodes, Yitzi? I will remain unoffended. Here's a topic idea. Might be an interesting interview now that you've covered the bad Jews. To check out an interview with a good Jew. And perhaps share it with Sam the cooking guy who incorrectly called Hasidic Jews a cult on your show recently. The pitmaster that I linked to the YouTube video above is actually Hasidic. In general, kosher is an interesting topic, but... Kosher barbecue, all the more so. Thank you, and thanks for a great show. Yitzi in New Jersey. Thank you, Yitzi. I thank you. I thank you. You know, I agree. I've done a few shows in years gone by. For some reason, I don't know why this sticks in my head, but I did a uh, show, a live segment, with Dan Uladol. I don't know if you guys remember him or not. But he was the, uh, not was, he's the creator of the Chops Power Injector, longtime sponsor of the show. And he was really big on doing the kosher barbecue events. So obviously there was no pork. And I don't know if Dan did that because he was a terrible pork cook and decided to find an, a niche competition where pork wasn't part of the evaluation process. I'm merely making a speculatory statement there. And that his beef was on point. No pun intended. Beef and point. (laughs) But he loved the kosher barbecue competition. So yes, I would agree. Maybe it is time. Since we have interviewed the bad Jew. That we go ahead and interview the good Jew. On the show. And uh, I, uh, I am endlessly fascinated with kosher, keeping kosher, keeping a kosher house. I have uh, friends of mine that are uh, uh, kosher practicing and they have two sets of everything in the house. Very fascinating. I love it. So Yitzi, good stuff. I will chase down the uh, guy that you link into the description there and We'll see if I can't wrangle him up for an interview. I tell you who I didn't wrangle up for an interview. The uh, horse meat guy. The avenging angel of horse meat there in southern Florida. He didn't get a hold of me. Let me talk to you quickly about the guy who was a part of the dust giveaway. That being Cosmos Q. That's right, based out of Oklahoma. Cosmos Q has been providing both backyard 
and competition cooks, world championship level rub sauces, injection soaks, marinades and brines, and of course that exclusive wing dust, which is also available on the market right now. Best of all, every one of their products is made right here in the USA with all natural ingredients. Cosmos Q continuing to break new ground in the rub seasoning sauces injection world. The results not only proven on the competition trail each and every year, but also proven in the backyards as well. More and more backyard warriors looking to take the game to the next level. No better or easier way to do that than by picking world championship quality rubs, sauces, injections, and marinades. That's exactly what Cosmos Q brings to the table. Not only the barbecue game being covered, but the whole line of products to help amp up that grilling game as well. By the way, Cosmos knows a thing or two about grilling. After all, he is a world championship steak cook. That's right. Now, you want to forego all the yickety yak and just go over to the website? Go ahead. Cosmos with a K, then the letter Q, then .com. CosmosQ.com. When you're checking out, use promo code SPRINGBBQ1010. All one word, uppercase. Spring. BBQ10, some of you might say capitalized. Whatever, I say uppercase. I mean, you say lowercase when it's not capitalized. Can I say not capitalized? Capitalized? Uppercase? Spring BBQ10. That's Spring BBQ10. Save 10% off your entire order. When you go to Cosmos with a K, then the letter Q, and then the dot com. Bring BBQ10. Tell him I sent you. All I know is saying the cooking guy is next for crying out loud. You're listening to the number one most downloaded barbecue and grilling podcast anywhere. The Barbecue Central Show. Howard Stern, Jim Rome, Dan Patrick, and Greg Rampey. The Mountain Rushmore of talk show entertainment. Now, let's get back to the Barbecue Central Show. And this portion of the show being brought to you by Pit Barrel Cooker, the most unbelievable outdoor cooking device on the planet, currently available in two sizes with a host of accessories. Whether you are a beginner or you are a professional, it's a cooker you want to add to the arsenal no matter what. Visit pitbarrelcooker.com and tell Noah or Amber that the Barbecue Central Show sent you. Hey, my next guest you can find right here in the second hour each and every first Tuesday of the month. And he is also blowing it up on YouTube three days per week with great cooking videos. We race to the hotline and welcome back Sam the Cooking Guy. Hey, Sam. Greg, how are you, my man? I'm great. And thank goodness that I can hear you because I tried tried to get the host of Baseball and Barbecue on. Of course, you know him, Len Aberman. Everybody knows Len, of course, from Long Island. And uh, we had had no audio. He has the same microphone as you. Uh, I mean, he's not nearly as handsome as you are, but I mean, few are. No, he couldn't be. Uh, Well, we we sound checked ad nauseum on Sunday night. This is where I'm taking full responsibility, by the way. And uh, I noticed no. we were clicking, uh, not clicking, but like he had a choppy connection here and there. And I said, no, are you on Wi-Fi? He confirmed that. And I said, are you far away from the modem? He said, the modem was in the basement. He's upstairs. You know, we have multi-level homes here near the East Coast. And uh, I said, well, you know, you're either going to have to use a hard wire or you're going to have to go closer to the modem because there's no way I'm going to be able to live with this. And he said, okay, I'll, I'll set up right in the basement. Now, my... <laughs> 
the folly of my way was that I then did not retest again. He said I would just oh. be there Tuesday. Okay, no, it's not. Okay, just let me say, it's not your fault. It's my fault. I, I told no, 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 him no. to oh, leave, and then I didn't what, retest. What? It's, that's totally it. I, I blame him. Let's blame Len. Yeah. You're right. Len, forget about right. it. You're not on next week. You're off the show indefinitely until I feel like I need to bring you back on. It's Look, here's the deal. Yeah. All he did was he unplugged his shit carried it two, three floors to the basement and set up beside the furnace or the boiler or whatever the hell you guys have. Yeah. It plugged all this crap back in, and uh, he did something wrong. He probably took something out of this computer and then went, oh, God, what uh, what slot did that go in? I'll just... Uh, uh, He's got boom. the USB Brilliant. port plugged into the HDMI port. Well, Doesn't even know about it. Unbelievable. Classic. Come on, Classic Len. What are you state. doing? All right. Good Lord. We got plenty to talk about here this evening, not the least of which is a congratulations of almost 2.7 million YouTube subscribers oh, as we sit here in the beginning of April 2021. You are continuing to uh, grow subscribers at breakneck speed. As I was coming into the YouTube dominance. Yeah, I think it's pretty safe to say that like between now, really, well, look, it feels good. The first Tuesday of every month, to me, is a very special time because I have Malcolm Reed in your spot an hour earlier, who's uh, mm -hmm. one, I think mm -hmm. 1.3, maybe 1.4 million subscribers on YouTube. But and growing then, really nicely. Yes, I see. steady, organic, quality growth. Mm -hmm. And then we have Sam the Cooking Guy, who is rapidly approaching 3 million. I, I mean, it's got to be two of... Now, look, I mean, we could certainly pick nits here and decide how we want to go find who's got more subscribers than you two. But in the realm of cooking, I don't know if if there are a lot of other cooking shows that are decent, not some hack BS, you know, with some hot shake that's half no, naked look, that gets a, a lot there's of pervy some, dudes. There's some, there, <laughs> pervy dudes. Yeah. There's some very significantly fall. <laughs> hey, Len, forget it. Are you available? Len, are you available? Oh, 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 no. There you go. Got me now. There we there go. I just grabbed my mic. It's, it's upside down. It doesn't matter. I know, first I don't time on the show. The I, know, I know. But, here, but, here, but here's the point. The point is there are lots of great uh, cooking YouTube channels out there. Yeah. I have a mad respect for many of them. And there's even little guys that I have a lot of respect for. It doesn't matter how many people you have. It really is. Let me put it this way. It's not the size. It's what you do with it. <laughs> you, you, you understand that comment? Um, I mean, I don't. We, we all understand that comment. I don't specifically, of course, but, you know, <laughs> not, but, but, not size but, has but, never been my thing. Yeah, I got you. Yep. But, oh, sorry. Okay. But the point is uh, you do what you do. A lot of people do it. Because they love it, and that's why they should do it. I do what I do because I really like it. If I didn't, I would find another career. I've done that before a few times. It took me to the age of 41 Ooh. before I finally figured my shit out. And, and, and I feel fortunate that I did. I know a lot of people, Greg. I'm sure you know a lot of people your age, younger, older, that do something that they can't stand because they found themselves 
in some kind of uh, uh, groove. I won't say rut because rut sounds bad, but they found themselves in a little groove that it's hard to get out of. Yeah. You know, look, I'm in the food business. I'm in the restaurant business here in San Diego. There's a lot of people in the restaurant business that get into it because they don't really know what to do. They're younger and they stay with it, not necessarily because they love it, but because they like the dollars that come with it. And it's it's difficult at times to extract yourself from something and then say, I'm going to try and do something else that's going to make me happier. And And I'm here to say, I'm not going to preach but I'm just here to say, at the end of the day, the only thing that matters is that you like what you do and that you're happy with it. That's it. You know, I remember I could go into a long. I could go into a long two-hour talk about that. I won't. I remember there was the a important part. Of there was a time from twenty. Hmm, let's see. I'm I'm selling trucks now. Almost it'll be six years in May. So uh, we're at twenty. So like twenty. Let's say twenty. 13, 2014 to 2015 or whatever. I was working for, uh, I was director of sales for this private operator, 50 passenger regional jets, yeah. charter stuff. Yeah. And mm, for the really? first eight months, it was, it was great. You know, very, uh, very flashy. Sounds exciting. You know, there, I, I worked at, it was based out of here in Cleveland. I was contacting a lot of, we were doing a lot of work for major division one colleges, uh, basketball teams flying their regular schedule. So if you ever want to know why college tuition costs so much is because the boys and the girls you're paying for the division flight. one teams, you're paying, you know, 30 plus thousand a clip for uh, flying around their regular season schedules. Outstanding. Uh, outside of that, I was also contacting NASCAR teams and uh, casinos to do junket jaunts. Uh, uh, high-level energy companies to do like oil uh, drilling out in the Gulf of Mexico, all this great stuff. Shit. And then somehow one night I picked up the phone at 3 o'clock in the morning uh, for uh, dispatch was calling, and it was one of my trips, and that that was the worst mistake I ever made because then it was like, oh, he's the idiot that will pick up the phone at 3 o'clock in the morning. So from then on, the standard was set, and... Somehow I got bogged down into the operations of this position. And instead of selling, getting it right up to takeoff, and then handing it over to ops and letting them figure out what happens if the plane breaks down or if it's delayed, you know, they contact the customer. It was always getting funneled back to me. It was always after midnight. It was always a high-level team. It was always major money, decisions that had to be made in minutes and wondering if that was something that the CEO was going to agree with. Bottom line is this. I got mired down into that for three or four months, and it was easily the worst time of my life. Uh, Every relationship that I had suffered uh, from my wife and my kids and my friends and everybody around me. I was miserable. I Every time the phone rang from work, I like convulsed. And I was, no, I remember one time I was uh, driving back home, uh, from where I was driving somewhere and I was uh, talking to my dad and, uh, this is like the, the, one of the only times I can even remember this. We we were talking about work and I just spontaneously started to cry like my eyes out going, it's, this is the worst. I don't, I'm trapped. I don't, I, I can't get out. 
because I was making decent money. I had yeah. I had nothing else to go to. I didn't have anything else lined up. You know, usually with every other job before I had lines out, I was always looking to make the next but I was like, you know, that's bit me one too many times, so I'm going to like land somewhere and build roots or grow roots or whatever. And here I was, you know, uh, 40 years old, crying like a baby, feeling trapped. And, you know, it's like, well, just quit. You know, it's, it would be better just to quit. I'm like, well, I can't. I can't just quit. No. And I have nothing else to go. To. Luckily, it turned out that I was able to get out. I got into, you know, selling trucks again. And now it's magic. You know, I've never been happier. But, oh, my God, uh, nobody knows more than me that incredibly dark trapped feeling that you have when you have become ingrained in an industry like you're talking about like a restaurant where the money's good but the job was literally going to find me down in the basement hung at some point if I wouldn't have left eventually it was it was a nightmare look it's 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 really common unfortunately there are a lot of people that find themselves in positions that they don't want to be in but they're there and they can't find a way out and it's easy for me to sit here now that I've, you know, I've sort of got it figured out for myself to say this, but the reality is, you know, on the last day on this planet, on your last day on this planet, you're not going to remember the money. You're not going to remember the, the, the boats, that kind of stuff. You're going to remember the stuff that's in your heart. And I mean, I know, look, I swear... I have fun on my show and maybe people wouldn't expect me to say this stuff, but this comes from my heart. It really does. I, I tell this to as many people as I can. You need to be, life is too short, man. Uh, we don't know when, when our number is up. Could be today, could be 30 years from now, could be 50 years from now. But you don't want to spend it doing something that you hate. And if that means you do what you do, but you, you, you embellish it, you add to it by doing something that you love. Uh, I spoke like this once at an event and a teacher came up to me after and said, you know, I'm thinking about quitting and becoming an actor and your story inspired me. I go, I hope my story didn't inspire you to quit because <laughs> that's not what I'm trying to say. She goes, but I really want to act. And I go, okay, so... So let's say you quit your teaching job, which, by the way, may be the most important job ever. Sure. We hand our children off to these people that, that hopefully will help mold them the right way. And the great teachers do that. But what if you can't act? Like, what if three months into it, you absolutely suck? <laughs> then what? Then can you just go back? No, I don't think there's that many teaching jobs you can just do that. So what if instead of just quitting, calling it a day, throwing in the towel and trying to act, you start doing some like community theater on weekends or at nights or something. And maybe then you find out that you really can act and you, it goes from there. Or maybe you find that, that the acting isn't really what has got you all that jazzed up, but but being around it has, and maybe being a stage manager or a production person or a, a props person, that fulfills you enough. Keep your day job of maybe doing the most important work ever, teaching our children. But you supplement that with this part that fills your, your soul, your heart, whatever. 
And she went, I never thought about it like that. And my stupid story is that I completely threw in the towel of what I did and, and, <laughs> and jumped, uh, you know, off a cliff into dark water in the middle of the night, not knowing how I was going to land or what I was going to land in. And I do not condone that behavior now. Now I, I suggest a more studied version of it. But, but the point remains, people are doing things that they don't like, and you, you, can't, you can't go on like that for very long. Well, this has gotten to become a very emotional. We need some like soft piano music on a very special Barbecue Central show. Sam the Cooking Guy shares his feelings about that's a, <laughs> No, that's sex music. That's not what I'm talking about. I, I realize that's what you had at the ready. Let's change this up a bit and talk about... Um, no, Chori Pollo, everybody! No, no not that. No, okay. Chori Pollo. Uh, a um, no. Let's do Let's this. Let's talk about. Yeah, I think I owe you an apology. Last month, I said, "Go ahead, cats, deli," <laughs> and you astutely corrected me as saying that it is indeed cats's deli. Now, I believe we had What'd some you say to that? spirited back and forth. I said, "No, no, no." I believe I'm right. No, no. I think it is indeed Cat's Deli. Right. And uh, why would it be Cat's? Because this guy named Cat's, it's his deli, so it's Cat's Deli, blah, blah, blah. And you said, no, 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 Cat's Deli. I said, well, I think I'm That'd so... Be like, it'd be like calling someplace Greg Deli. Yes. You wouldn't call it Greg Deli. But I thought, uh, perhaps I even thought that it, the guy's name was Cat, and it was Cat's Deli. Let's go with that. That actually sounds almost plausible. But to prove almost. that I was right, I said, you know what? I'm going to go call Cat's Deli on the phone right now. So I called, <laughs> and the answer machine picked up. It said, thank you for calling Cat's Deli. And I said, oh, shit. How am I going to figure this out? Did you, did, did you, did you ask for an off? Did you push a button and get a, a live person? Well, it was after and, hours. And tell them they were so saying So I it called wrong? back the next day, and I said, hey, uh, Here's my name. Here's what I do. I'm in this quagmire with a pal of mine. And he says that the correct way to say the restaurant's name is Katz's. Is it not also correct to say Katz? And the lady said, no, it's Katz's Deli. I said, okay. <laughs> no question. No. And, oh, I'm uh, and, so happy. You know, I, I got one. one. One for me in the wind column. Yeah, one for you in the wind column. Now, to repay the favor that you Ugh. unknowingly gave to me. I want to point out that when you say the term Wagyu beef, as much as you don't want to hear it, the proper enunciation is indeed Wagyu. So even though you don't I like... I don't say Wagyu. Say, you do say wag, Wagyu. Uh, I, I don't say Wagyu. I say Wagyu. Wagyu. Yeah, what but are you it, saying? You're saying is Wagyu. It's, it's Wagyu. Now... I know this. I don't say that is very affected. That is very. Um, yeah, but you don't say wagyu. Uh, wagyu. That's how you say it properly. Now I know I'm, uh, you know, saying wagyu, but it, it's properly. You're, it's dude, wagyu. You're really reaching here. Wagyu is the right pronunciation. You don't like that, but that's right. No, I say wagyu. Wagyu. But that's I, wrong. Wagyu. 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 It's a George from uh, 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 Star Trek. George Takei. No, yeah. Sam. It's Wagyu. 
No. Oh, uh, all right. Can I just look? Just before I came on, you were talking about the pit barrel cooker. <laughs> that. By the way, um, not to interrupt, but a, I have been I'm a fan of. Uh, yeah, what is feverishly eating? eating Malcolm Reed's uh, Fear the Reaper jerky, which is, is laced with uh, Carolina Reaper pepper, and I started with his segment. And I thought my tongue was going to swell up and fall out of my head at the same time. But somehow over the course of the show, as I've steadily been eating it, uh, can you get like a like a, a high or a, a quick immunity to the heat? Because aside from like spurts here and there, I've pretty much yeah. evened out on this. And some of these uh, pieces of beef have considerable amount of spice and pepper the seeds and shit on see i like i like Scary. heat in food uh-huh. i don't like excessive amounts yeah when i take a bite of something if i have to do this <laughs> it's too much heat for me i can't i don't find myself enjoying the food when that has to happen and i don't want that to happen let me show you this so uh i would like a medium oh look i can see the 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 red pepper flake in that it's blurry as fuck. Yeah, I'm trying to back get it up, to correct. Back up, back up, back up. Oh, I got it. So back up, it's, just back up. No, it's not. There uh, you go. Wait, wait. You got to stop moving. There you go. Yeah. Oh no, you can see. It. Look it. Holy crap. Yeah. That is visibly uh, uh, studded with uh, heat. There you go. Don't move. Nice nails, by the way. Thank you. You do a good job. You ever have a manicure? Or is no. that your own work? No, that's my. I, I, I know. I, There's nothing wrong with. The I know my way around Listen, Mr. a Barbecue nail clipper. Guy, there is, there is nothing wrong with a man, with a manicure no, or a pedicure, no. which, by the way, is a nice thing. That's right. All right, so we'll get to the uh, pit barrel cooker in one second. Can you stand by? Of course. Yeah. You. Right, we're talking with Sam, the cooking guy. Where am I? Stand by. Uh, I'll talk to you quickly about pits and spits. Since 1983. Pits and Spits, handcrafting smokers and grills in Houston, Texas. In that time, establishing itself as one of the premier brands in high-quality offset smokers and more recently pellet cookers. Pits and Spits sets itself apart by using heavy 7- to 10-gauge stainless steel in every cooker, fully welded instructions you can feel when you use the unit, 304 stainless roll-top lid, and front shelf on every single smoker. Why does it matter? Well, by using higher-quality materials, Pits and Spits smokers reach and maintain temperatures, allowing you to worry more about the meat than the heat. By providing fully welded smokers, you don't have to worry about the grease leaking out of the barrel or smoke leaking out of the barrel, that grill rattling apart as you move it through the uh, backyard. Now, where some companies focus on being a low-cost provider, Pits and Spits focuses on craftsmanship and using quality materials. Are there cheaper ways to do it? Yes, but they don't like tack welds, cheap stainless, or electronics that you can't trust. They have steel suppliers supplying material to be used in some of the harshest environments around, so they will perform wherever you are in this country. And their controllers are made right here in the States, so they have unimpeded transparency into the programming. Pits and Spits has a dealer network across the country, but if there isn't one close to you, you can give them a call. Call Koi at the shop, 844-650-6250. Whether you're a backyard grill master looking to cook steaks for the family or a competition team smoking 50 racks of ribs, Pits and Spits is a product for you. You can check them out online, pitsandspits.com, all spelled out, or see their Pits in the Wild across social media with their handle at Pits and Spits. We are back with more Sam the Cooking Guy right after this. Stick around. Celebrating over 10 years of prolific and unparalleled live fire barbecue and grilling talk. 
And yes, it's still being done from Cleveland, Ohio. You're listening to the Barbecue Central Show. Hey, this port. <clears throat> oh boy. This portion of the show being brought to you by Smithfield. Head to smithfield.com throughout the grilling season and get recipes and tips and tricks from world championship pitmasters like Chris Lilly and Darren Worth. You can also go to smokingwithsmithfield.com if you are part of the Committed Cooks program and report your first place finishes in pork and ribs. That's smokingwithsmithfield.com. No sooner did I say immunity to heat that I popped another piece in my mouth and I must have oh got a, a part with gas because I'm like on fire right now. Well, how now. about the how about the don't talk with your mouth full in the middle of a fucking podcast? <laughs> yeah, but this is a part of the thing. I'm trying to encourage Oh, is it? Is it? You're somebody. trying to encourage people to like choke and mumble their way through their work day? Yeah, I'm trying to encourage somebody that, to call in because and say, yeah. hey, I will pony up a thousand dollars for the Malcolm Reed charity fundraiser, uh, fundraiser which I will then match $1,000. And then I will finish this bag of jerky before the end of the show. So I'm walking my way to there. So if somebody happens to call in with the proof that they donated 1000 bucks, then I can you know, just quickly add the last half piece. You have to eat it all? Is that the point? Look, you can't even see straight. Wait, does he have only one uh, level of heat? Oh, no. He's got plenty of other. <clears throat> oh, good Lord. <laughs> this guy has to go into the Hall of Fame. Yeah, please. He, he, uh, he has many different levels of uh, jerky, you know, teriyaki, plain, yeah. Yeah. barbecue flavor. He's even got bacon this jerky. The, I don't know if you've seen the bacon jerky. Here. Oh, no. He sent me all of them. Yeah. But uh, apparently. Last month, I mentioned that it would be a fun segment if he sent me a thing of Reaper jerky and that I would eat it. But I, it was like I said it and I wasn't even listening to myself say it. And then like 24 hours later, this package showed up mm. at my door and he was like, own up. So I am owning up. This, well, this uh, okay, one I need to send you the, I need to send you the one chip oh. challenge chips. Uh-uh. You saw that. Yes. And I think apparently, apparently you're primed for it. I think watching your one chip challenge that you did with uh, Max and uh, part time chance, that not part time chance, part time chance uh, that uh, full time chance PTC that it it was even worse than what I'm going through right now. I'm speculating, but everybody seemed to have their head in a bush or over a fence. It was it was, uh, it was the worst heat. The worst food heat experience I've ever had, and I, and we have five or six of those packs left. Max bought like a twelve pack or something. How much are those run? Not. I've no. I didn't even ask. I don't know. It's probably fifty bucks or something. Wow, they're not cheap. Yeah, I wonder. Maybe, maybe more for one. Chip. I would never suggest anybody do it because I found it absolutely freaking horrifying. Does your tongue feel like like pain? No. No, it's not even your tongue. It, it just surpasses. It goes past your tongue. Huh. It's what happens in here. I mean, the, <laughs> it was so yeah. bad. 
I, well, I can't even I can't even share how horrible it was. Well, you can just well, go to the the end of whatever that video that was and watch you guys just suffer. put a version of it on TikTok. Yeah, it's just it's it's awful. Well, this heat is living in my yeah, mouth. It like it is living one hundred percent in my mouth, on my tongue, on the top of my mouth, on the walls of my mouth, underneath my tongue, and uh, in my back palate, starting to make its way down my throat. But then it stops. I have no, no stomach heat, no chest heat yeah, sure. or anything. It's all living right sure. here. Wait, wait, t- wait till the uh, heartburn begins about three a.m. An yeah. hour before you wake up. Yeah, yeah. I can't. It's well, gonna I'm gonna start, start pounding tums and milk and magnesia. And the heartburn is gonna wake you up. Yeah, you'll be you'll be swearing at him. Mm. There's no doubt. It's gonna be uh, it's gonna be a nightmare. But yeah. I needed to be ready just in case somebody. Decided to donate. Nevertheless, uh, let's you talk know, about you know the... what's interesting. Yeah, go ahead. What's interesting is that I don't think we've talked barbecue once yet. No, we got into I um, people. I just look. I uh, you know look. We talk <laughs> what once or twice a week. Yeah, I mean outside of the show, yeah. probably right. Yes, maybe text more. Maybe we're good friends, even though yeah. we've never met. Never. And I. We'll call the next day and go, I hated myself last night. Worst show ever. I won't do that again. Whatever I've done. And you inevitably go, no, God, what? I thought it was great. Yeah. People liked it, whatever. So I worry that (laughs) the barbecue central, emphasis on barbecue central uh, viewers and listeners. Yeah. That tune in for informative barbecue chat. Yes. Get bored when we don't talk freaking barbecue. Yeah, but we don't have to talk barbecue all the time. And the other thing is this: I think there's a couple different interesting facets going this. along. I I'm think very, uh, honestly, I'm very insecure about stuff like this. The, it's the, not that I want to be liked. Well, I do want to be like who does. But I want people. I want people that watch and listen to get what they came for, and I worry that this nonsense doesn't help them. Yes. Well, I don't. A. I don't think it's nonsense. A. B. I think we are allowing it's the nonsense. audience to uh, gain an appreciation you, and a knowledge of go to, us go to outside the of the normal. Make a hamburger while we're doing this. Yeah. Well, no, but I mean, so. People can watch you. I mean, everybody watches you do your food thing. They can watch you make. Yeah. But how many have heard you talk about, you know, the the passion project or how you. you made the you. leap okay, into the point. dark hole? But I'm not. Okay, but you're not advocating that. Like, uh, you know, our buddy Sean Walchef is a is a huge um, proponent of jump off the cliff. I, yeah. Look, I tell Sean, fuck off with that. It's the worst advice you can give. I mean, unless you were like me at the at the airplane job, and it was like yeah. you were considering jumping off a cliff anyway. So why not? Yeah, no. I'm idea. like you know you. maybe maybe work two different angles. Maybe get a side hustle and see, or or, or well, that's or, what I'm you know, Get a passion project. See if you yes. can monetize it and love yes, it after yes. you monetize it because yes, that's a whole yes, th- yes. that changes, right? Okay. I mean, okay, if, okay. If if I always say if I decided to make the barbecue central show my main job this show would change terribly change because now Mm. it would be my sole source of income i would have to treat it 
in a completely different way than I do now. Now, a lot of people would sit here and say, hey, you. you know, you're very professional. You spend you know, 12 to 16 hours a week preparing. You're booking. You have control over everything in the show. But, you know, there's nothing not professional about this. I get all that. But when it's Other also... Other than you're eating beef jerky that's yeah, But even that's part of the show. That's right. And choking and coughing and... Yeah, go ahead. But now, it's a mainstay of successful life. Well, that's a pressure that I never wanted to have associated with this. Uh, no, I, could I have gotten fame I, I out of this? It. Well, maybe if it came along. Could I have made some extra cash along the way through sponsorship? I've done that. Uh, but I've never wanted to sit here and say, to be the guy that says, I started it this way, and at the end, well, I turned it into my full-time job. Fuck it. I like I, I get it. I, I get like, what you're saying. I, and Look, by I the just way. Worry. I want to make sure... I, I want to make sure that people that watch and listen are like, we dig this. We get, they get a lot. Oh, look, there's no question. They get solid barbecue talk. Yes. No question. I just want to make sure that when we digress, when I digress, we, I, that they're okay with that. That's all I'm at. That's all look, I'm saying. Here you go. Comment coming in from none other than guy, the cooking sample. None of us expect yeah. Greg and Sam to talk about anything constructive ever. There you go. That's all I needed to hear. What can you hear? All right. That's a, you know what? That makes me feel good. <clears throat> there you go. So, and, and again, I think uh, people are getting another angle and, and get to know us in a different way when we have yeah. these kind of conversations. So let's yeah, go yeah, ahead yeah. and immediately say enough of that, and let's take a few minutes to talk in depth about a regional speciality from an area of the country <laughs> where lakes are endless. It is indeed a land of 10,000 lakes, that being Minnesota, but specifically... somebody actually counted that? I I mean, I guess. Otherwise, why would would you say that? Because isn't that on their license plate? Yes. Land of 10,000 lakes. I saw driving Bobby to school. You see people going... Um. All right. It's time for the new license plate, everybody. Would anybody? Any ideas in the room? Judy, you got anything? No. Uh, Alan, no. Uh, Neil, what do you got? How about this land of ten thousand lakes? Is there really ten thousand lakes? Who's done that study on that? <laughs> no one's gonna count," said Alan. "Just right. fucking put it on. It looks good." Land of ten thousand lakes. I would go to a state that had ten thousand lakes. Who wouldn't? Yes. Yeah, so, so fishing abounds. So anyway, we made uh, it. So Minnesota, but specifically Minneapolis, there's something called the Juicy Lucy, which you recently made on the YouTube channel. So, <laughs> what inspired you, yeah. or or who left a comment, or where does the genesis of Juicy Lucy come for you to give the same the cooking guy we, hand? We we say all the time at the uh, often at the end of the episodes. If there's something that you want us to make, let us know. And we get it all the time. People say, just this, 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 this. A lot of the things we've made. We made something called the Teesside Parmo from Teesside, England. Yeah. Wasn't it like one of your most heavily viewed videos ever? uh, Absolutely. Think of it as a giant uh, uh, shallow fried chicken cutlet. But then with a bechamel sauce over the top that you put into the oven, it sounds like a heart attack and it may be honestly one of the best things i've ever eaten it was so 
freaking delicious. We added bacon to it to make it worse or better, however you want to look at that. But but so we've been getting this juicy Lucy comment for quite some time now. Same person or just uh, random random different people leaving it? No, no, no. Many different people. All right. Many different people. So what's your Dude, you uh, what's your it. thought when you when you finally make the the jump over to making it and you know you see what it's all about? What do you want to change about it? What do you want to keep the same about it? Or I guess the better question is this: you know, when you're working with a whether it's a, a traditional uh, regional specialty or a, a, a yeah. staple dish, you don't. Want, you want I don't to, think I don't think you want to jack up a regional specialty too much, even though we did mess with the Teesside Parmo a little bit. Uh, but for us, it was, it, it's a cheeseburger, but but inside out. Yeah. It's really all it is. It's really all it is. Instead of putting cheese on top of the burger as it's cooking, you take it, you cut it, you, you fold it up into smaller pieces, and you put it in between two thin-ish uh, quarter-pound patties. And this thing is freaking delicious. Mm. Are you a uh, and the picture of it is gorgeous? Yeah, it's, a, it's like a oozing cheese. I've, until I show, until should, I right? show my wife. Not a fan. Wait, let me hold. hold on. Uh, wait, hold on, stand by. Let me <laughs> just show you this one picture. My my wife, my absolute polar opposite. When it God bless her. God. Wow, we look at that just wait. oozing out. Wait, hold on. What do I need? What do I need to do? That? Nothing. You're fine. Like, we can see it right there. No, it's looking, it's all fully blown out. I don't know how to make it look good on here. You could pull it up, but don't bother. Don't, no, 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 don't do that. All right. I can see you're not going to. Anyway. Uh, I showed it to her. She went like this. I go, look at this. Look at that. Look at this. Here, here's what she said. She looked and she went, ugh. I go, ugh? How, how does this get an ugh? She goes, well, it's, it's gross. It's all dripping and melting. And I go, that's the thing. That's what it's all about. Yeah. If you if you eat something called wait, what's uh what's Malcolm stuff called? Killer heat, what is it? Fear of the Reaper. Insane heat. Fear of the Reaper. You know it's gonna be hot. You eat something called a juicy Lucy, it's gonna be freaking juicy. Yeah. She just can't get her head around it. <laughs> it was really good. Really good. Uh you know, we cooked it. Uh, fortunately I cooked it the right way, didn't overcook it. Uh and I put I've become a fan of soy sauce in many things. But in this, because I didn't want the wet. There it is. Because I didn't want it to moisten too much, I use my new favorite thing called soy paste. Hmm. That is a thick version of soy sauce that just adds an umami-like substance to the whole thing that just amps up the flavor. Damn it. It was really good. Hmm. It was really good. Were you worried that you weren't going to get the inside done enough ever? Oh, Greg, I worry about everything I cook. Every time I cut something open. And Max, <laughs> if you had a conversation with Max, Max would tell you every time I make a steak, every time I make a burger, every time I make anything and I go to cut it open, I worry that I've completely effed it up. And then what? Would you show it? But yeah, sure. Yeah. Right. What am I going to do? I don't know. The, so, like, would you I, not? This is not Rachel Ray. I don't know if I told you this. I met a guy once that used to be a, I can't remember the term, 
a backup cook for Rachel Ray's show, 30-Minute Meals. All right. As she was making enchiladas on camera, he was replicating every single move exactly like her as she did it in the back. Because God forbid she put the enchiladas in the pan and then walked to the oven and tripped and dropped them all. He would bring out a pan that looked exactly like what she had wow. and would continue along. What a job. Right? Yeah. Well, that's, you know, she's probably shooting four, five, six. I have no idea how many shows a day. Right. We do one. And we're very casual about what we do. But if something went wrong, if she cut the chicken the wrong way and went, shit, I did this wrong, she could just go, I don't know what the guy's name, Alan. Alan. Kevin. And he would bring out Kevin bring out the piece exactly like she just had. Huh. But but for us, we make one or two. That's it. Yeah. So if I F one up, uh, well, then I F one up, and then I have to deal with it. And then, Fortunately, it doesn't happen. Like for often. burgers, um, you know, I, oh, I'm debating whether or not I want to say this to you. Everybody else knows about oh, it, but God. I'm a huge, huge believer in fact, I just bought uh, 24 of them at uh, BJ's Wholesale Club this afternoon. Uh, Bubba Burgers. I don't know if you're familiar with Bubba oh, Burgers. Yeah, no, no. We've talked about this. Right. No, I'm fine with that. So I, uh, you know, I, I, I know exactly where to put the Weber gas grill on temperature. I know that I cook them yeah. four minutes on this side, four minutes on next side. Yeah. Cheese down for 30 seconds. They come off. They're the same each and every time. Little bit of uh, color on the inside. Mega juicy. Blah blah blah. Yeah. With yeah. The Juicy Lucy, I would imagine it would be... So I don't have to temp them. I guess that's the long way of saying it. But you wouldn't Look, want to pierce a Juicy Lucy to take temp because that cheese is going to spill out no matter where your yeah, hole is. that's a problem. Yeah. Right. That's the problem. You know, and you've got two thin patties on top. So are you going to take your, you know, the digital instant read thermometer and get it right in the patty? Or if it goes a little bit askew, are you going to hit the cheese? And who Ooh, knows what the F... Right. Melty yeah. cheese temperature is Could supposed be to be Will that right? replicate. Uh, yeah, who knows? But the, but Probably. but this is look. This is cooking. This is grilling. It's barbecuing. It's smoking. That's what this world is. Anybody that's ever made a brisket on a smoker the first time, I'm trying to bring it back to I hear pull you. back in your smoking people. Uh, they probably effed it up. I say to anybody that has a new, they go, I just got a new smoker. I don't know what to do. I go, I know what to do. Do a pork bite. Yes. Easy. Pork shoulder. Same thing. Then I have to spend 10 minutes explaining why it's the same thing, but it sounds like two very different parts. It's the same thing. Yeah. But I go, it is the, is literally the most forgiving piece of meat protein you will ever put on your smoker. Right. You can't F it up. But a brisket is a whole nother thing. Yeah. Literally. The last brisket I did was, for me, was about an 11 out of 10. I hit every high note I wanted to hit. But that's what cooking is. It's trying it. It's failing. It's But that's life, isn't it? Yes. I said this. I said this. Uh, put this in quote form at the beginning of my third cookbook. My uh, 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 Just grill this. Yes. Cooking is like riding a bike. The more you do it, the better you get. Right. The reality is everything is like riding a bike. You're a better truck salesman today than you were five years ago. Undoubtedly. 
A doc, a doctor is better today than he was when he started. A lawyer is better. A janitor in a school, a bus driver is better. Uh, a uh, uh, a line cook is better today than they were when they started. That's what it is. Here's the point. Just get the fuck out there. Take a protein, put it on, and start playing with it. Yeah. Do you think we've become so reliant these days on either needing somebody's oh, validation or this like bias, this confirmation bias? Like they they're armed, they watch you all the time. They know they yeah. bought all your knives. They know the processes yeah. and the methods. Yeah, and yeah. then they still yeah. feel compelled to message you or write you an email or leave a comment saying, am I going to do this right? Am I going to F this up instead of just making the, you know, as we were just talking about Sean telling people to take a leap from a career path standpoint, just jump off the cliff. In cooking, it's different. Yeah. Jump off the cliff. And, and the bottom line is even the worst fails will probably leave you with something edible and then you can learn and not do That's that the next time. That's just it. But the only way I say to people all the time, they go, I can't cook a steak. I go, okay, look, watch my stuff. Whether you do reverse sear in an oven, whether you do sous vide, which I'm, I'm not a fan of for steak. We've talked about this. I know you are. I'm not really. Uh, whether you do the thing on the grill where I turn it like every minute. Just, just keep, keep it flipping. going. Yeah. I go, look, when you walk into the supermarket, wherever you buy your meat and you see sale, those big four red letters, S-A-L-E, on whatever kind of favorite steak you have. I go, buy three or four of them. Whether you freeze some or not, that's the time that you should be experimenting and learning outside. It really is. You're not going to get better until you start trying stuff. And that's what, it, that's what this is all about. But it's fun, and this is the stuff that keeps you on the edge and... I mean, come on. We got to get out there. You don't get better at anything until you challenge yourself. Right. Fucking Malcolm shit is killing you, bro. That's something. I fully expect by the end of this show, you just to be laying on top of your console there. <laughs> Some, something just the like a secret attack. Something secret attacked me. That was <laughs> no. yeah. highly way, unexpected. Yeah. We all heard it. Yeah. Well, yes, of course, because yeah. it was like uh, a sniper attack. I mean, who knows? All right, one. Uh, let me ask Look, you. One. I'm getting emotional. I'm trying to encourage people to get out there, cook something that they haven't made before, and yes. just start. That's the thing. Now, here's something crazy. Yeah. I'm not sure exactly how I missed it on the YouTube feed. Mm. What? Close the show with this. Potato chip, yeah. mashed potato. Oh, best thing ever. What? So I'm going through my cabinet, the, my pantry the other day. Yes. It, you, and by the way, yes. good tip for everybody. <laughs> go through your pantry because I'm pretty certain you've got shit in there that expired in 2017. Undoubtedly. Undoubtedly. No question. I saw stuff in there that shouldn't have been, even been in there. Shouldn't have been close to any other food. It was never released so to the general public. <sighs> Exactly. And what do I see? I see a pack of instant powdered mashed potatoes. Oh, my favorite. That I don't I don't use, but you can use it to like crust something, right? Or eat use them as like mashed potatoes. Panko crumbs. Oh yes, but no, I like to make mashed potatoes. I think my mashed potatoes are really good. I like making oh look, I like to cook. I like making mashed potatoes. Isn't the Okay, go ahead. No, good. Ask that. No, question. no. That's, Isn't the we word can, we can do it a different time? We can do it a different way. All right, all right. 
So I, I look at this pack and I'm like, oh, I guess it probably needs to be thrown out. And then I'm looking at it and I go, it's just, just like dried mashed potatoes <laughs> that you just reconstitute. Yeah. Isn't that like somehow my mind made this weird jump? I go, isn't that like sort of like potato chips? I went, oh my God, I'm going to try this. Mm. I took some boiling water and I put potato chips in and I started to mash them down. And it was too watery, so I added more mashed potatoes. I now have the the perfect amount. You added more potato chips. One cup of one cup of yeah, more uh, more potato chips. All right. One cup of boiling water to three ounces of potato chips. Mm. And whether they're barbecue, sour cream, and onion, a plain doesn't matter. So now let me just clarify rippled rippled potato chips are okay. Like ruffles uh, well, with ridges? I did, uh, look, I didn't do them because in my mind, they'd make it too chunky. All right. Uh, so I went with regular. Potatoes. Regular, like regular Lay's yellow bag? Yeah, exactly. Now, First one I did, what Lay's, about, three ounces of Lay's uh, yellow bag. What about kettle cooked? Eight ounces. No, I don't. What is that? No, like not Cape kettle Cods. chips. No kettle oh, chips. Those are delicious. No, no kettle chips. Why not? They could be well, so hardy. They could be. They, they, uh, I didn't do it. Please, can right. it just be what I did? Yes. Fuck. You're so difficult. Let me. I, I want to talk to your wife. People in Cleveland like a hearty mashed potato. I'm, pr- I'm pretty certain your wife and I are going to commiserate over the same things about you. <laughs> May, yeah, anyway, oh, I bet. Three ounces of potato chips, yep. plain. Yes. Lays. No ruffles, no ridges. Yes. In, a, in eight ounces of boiling water. And you... You squish them down. You break them up with a big good spoon. All right. And when it starts to get a little bit like a gummy, you know what I mean by that? Yes. Sticky, right? Like a roux, like a thick roux. Right. Then you put in a quarter cup of half and half. Oh. And you mix. All right. Don't need to salt them because potato chips already salted. Right. Yeah. Hmm. I'm telling you. Doug Scheiding, your boy. Yeah. One of your, your boys. Your friend. Not my boy. He called me from a tornado a earlier. Of course he did. From yeah. Texas. Who knows what's going on down there? I know what's going on and down by there. by the way. Oh, yeah. No masks, nothing. It's Life is normal. <laughs> good luck. Can't wait to see those hospital rates. Have a good time down in Texas, <laughs> everybody. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't matter. Anyway, Shining called me. He goes, I'm going to do this for my wife and... I'm not going to tell her. I go, that's the move, buddy. Whoa. Don't say you're making them out of potato chips. Isn't that like Just saying you're going to go put no. on a condom and you don't? No. 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 Are you sure? No risks involved. What? Yes. There's no risks involved. The point is Debatable. this. It's very simple. The point is this. They're going to be a little um, uh, lumpier a bit than regular mashed potatoes. But you're going to do this. You're going to go. Oh shit, that's good. Mm. Sour cream and onion, salt and vinegar. Didn't do that. Oh, I bet that. I bet that would be so. I did regular. I did sour cream and onion. Barbecue. Yeah. I did dill pickle. Oh, I bet that would be so good. That was that. Which one was the best? Regular lays the best. Hard to beat. Uh, I really like I really like the barbecue and the really oh I hate barbecue yeah. potato chips. But the point is, once they're done, then you can you know a little cracked pepper on top, some 
chives, whatever you want. A little bit of Evie olive Drink. oil for richness. That's yes. exactly what I did. Dress them, yes. Dress them up a bit. They were great. Huh. They were great. Wow. And that is, see, let me pay you a compliment. This is the difference between me and you. I go, I, I literally went through the pantry this weekend, and I just threw out a whole bunch of shit that I knew. <laughs> like, I started the week before, I kept track and to see if anything moved. I was earmarking death yeah. for a whole bunch of items, and then I went back this oh, past weekend. Items. Those poor items. They didn't move. Boom, 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 just throw everything out. Here you are. You picked up this packet of uh, instant potatoes, which, by the way, I threw out an old box of instant potatoes. Mine hit the trash bag, and you saw it and went, somehow, huh, potato chips. And then you went to the stove and got potato. You worked out a whole recipe. Then you're shooting video, and you got a million views on it. I'm just throwing out instant potatoes because I don't have (laughs) that built-in creative gene that no, you it's, I don't and, know, it's, it's and, a stupid gene yes it's but all you all you people have. have it like you you're the guy that goes in the grocery store and uh you know sees this ingredient on the shelf and then looks catty corner to the other shelf and goes oh i bet that'll go good with that and then you go to the next aisle and say oh and the, this will be another thing i wonder how this would this could add to it. i i look at it and go okay here's the list of items i need and I better get all of this it, in order to follow Sam's recipe correctly. That's what irks me the can most. I, can I can I tell you the bet? Look, I, I I used to be. I know we need to end. Let me just say this: I used to be the please be the quick. most rigid following recipe guy ever. Yes, somebody me. could give me a recipe for some kind of chicken dish. It could be a, a hundred and fifty ingredients. If the last ingredient was a 16th of a teaspoon of uh, chili powder. Yeah. And I didn't have that chili powder, I wouldn't make the recipe. <laughs> now I don't give a shit about any of that stuff. Hmm. Now I go, great, leave that out, forget it, I can substitute this, whatever. The best version of this is the Captain Crunch Sear tuna that we did that's on my website that we've done a video for. Two completely disparate things that should not go together but do because of some mental little quirk in my head. Said, hey, this has got to work. This has got to work, and it works in Um, the best way possible. I I go to the store because I have recipes that I want to try, and I buy all of... Now, I'm not as as anal as you. Like, if I don't have one or two things, then I'll just forego it. I'm not that way anymore. That's my point. I'm not like that anymore. I'm not like that, but I I will also follow a recipe... Per step, the first one or two times, just to see if I can replicate it. Also, I have my entire grocery store memorized by aisle. I'm sure you probably do, too. Uh, My Mm. wife, however, will get a recipe, and this is what happens. Oh, this is the recipe? All right. Now, here we're going to go ahead and we're going to do something completely to, well, merely a suggestion, and we'll just start rifling stuff, adding stuff in. I, I like. I don't want to repeat myself, but I feel like I've said this before. I got an email from a guy once. He goes, hey, "I went to make. I don't know what the hell. I went to make your chicken enchiladas. I didn't have any chicken, but I had some leftover mushrooms. I didn't have any tortillas, but I had the you know some 
the uh, uh, pumpernickel bread. I didn't have this sauce, so I used this. By the time he finished describing what he had, it bore absolutely no resemblance yep. to the recipe, to anything I'd ever made ever. And he goes, but I just want to thank you for encouraging me to get into the kitchen and make something. Yes. And that's what this is about. That's what cooking is. And I try to espouse that as often as I can on the show to make people feel like it's okay just to get in there and fuck around. Yeah. That's it. That should be the name of my next cookbook. It's not, but it should be just get in there and fuck around. All right. Well, Sam, once again, you have said it all. You have told us we should get into <laughs> the you, kitchen Howard. and fuck around immediately, if not sooner. Absolutely. Uh, you can find Sam right here on the first Tuesday of every month as we begin quarter number two. I hope it's as feverish as quarter one ended up being here in 2021. Boy, boy. And we need to uh, set up a time to do the 12-year recap or 12 year the 12 month recap of the uh, pandemic bonus content episodes that we did in the end of march last year oh and see where we're at so wow. we are there that. believe it or not a year ago so we'll do that that's unbelievable yes a year does it so. feel like a year since the pandemic or does you know, it feel like it both it, it both feels like uh, a year like and it feels in some regards like 10 years and then it also yeah. feels like it was maybe six months so it, it really just depends on what side of the uh, of the of the. By the angle. way, San Diego goes into what is considered here the orange tier tomorrow. Yeah, which means that restaurants, not only care about restaurants, can now have fifty percent. We're in purple right now. Ooh. We can have twenty five percent people in. Uh, counting staff tomorrow, uh, we go to fifty percent, and I the governor of California that nobody really likes right now. Uh, said he believes by, I think he said June twelfth. He thinks we'll be back to normal. Full, full open June twelfth. Wow, let's mark it down on the calendar. Which sightings see. people have done in Texas because they don't give a shit. Or and Florida has been uh, wide open for months. <laughs> Florida, please. Yeah, so don't start me. We'll see. Florida. All right, uh, Sam the Cooking Guy is right here the first Tuesday of every month. In the meantime, you can find him three times a week on his YouTube channel. Subscribe if you are not already. Sam, always appreciate the time, and we will look for you again next month. Thank you, Greg. Yep. See you guys. There he is, Sam the Cooking Guy, right there. Subscribe if you're not already subscribing. Somebody put jalapeno kettle cooked chips. I'm going to try all of that. Tomorrow, uh, We I'm going to have seven different kinds of Potato chip mashed potatoes. Uh, let me talk to you quickly about the good folks over at Certified Angus Beef Brand launching their restaurant challenge. It's hashtag restaurant challenge. Here's what you do. Grab takeout, dine in safely if that's an option, or purchase gift cards from your favorite restaurant. You can also grab takeout. Share a favorite restaurant moment on social media using the hashtag restaurant challenge and enter a chance to win 10 social media users will be randomly selected each week to win a $100 gift card to dine out with as long as you hashtag the restaurant challenge. Now, be sure to tag your favorite restaurant in the post where you got the food 
You can enter them to win as well. Two restaurants each week will be randomly selected to get $2,500 in direct support for their staff. Real easy to do. You like a restaurant, go eat in, go grab the takeout, grab some of their gift cards, then take pictures of your stuff, tag the restaurant when you're in there, use hashtag restaurant challenge using the hashtag Gets you the opportunity of winning one of 10 weekly $100 gift card giveaways from Certified Angus Beef. And if you tag the restaurant that you got the food in, they are also entered in to win two weekly gift cards of $2,500 for direct support staff. Check out the website at challenge.certifiedangusbeef.com. That's challenge.certifiedangusbeef.com. Dot com. It's the restaurant challenge uh, for a few more weeks, and it could be extended. All right, we're back to wrap the show. Stick around. We'll be right back. Whole packers, full racks, legs and thighs, injecting butts. If you've never heard this before, you might think you found the best triple X show ever. Let's get back to the most homoerotic host out there today, Craig Rimpy. All right, welcome back. This portion of the show brought to you by Vortic Watches, a small batch custom watch manufacturing and vintage restoration company located in northern Colorado. They take antique American pocket watches and turn them into wrist watches. Their mission? Preserve and enhance the legacy of manufacturing excellence in America. In order to do that, they combine traditional and cutting-edge technology to create unique, quality, functional timepieces with exceptional value. Here's the coolest part. Each watch that Vortic makes is a unique, one-of-a-kind timepiece. Vortic founded on the motto that America wasn't assembled, it was built. Check out VorticWatches.com. The watch that was for sale today lasted a whopping total of four minutes. before it sold. Four minutes. It was sharp, nice blue band, blue hands. Man, oh man, it was a pretty Illinois watch. I think it was made, the movement was made in 1917. So it's, I mean, that's an old watch right there. That's a piece of history. So you got to be on their mailing list. They're doing a watch a day. It's noon mountain time. But people are just geeked and ready to buy. So VorticWatches.com. Let's go ahead and wrap it up all the way back in the first hour. Malcolm Reed joined me to start. We did the Reaper Challenge. And I made it through a couple pieces. Almost through the whole bag, actually. By the end of the show right here. After Malcolm, we attempted Len Aberman, but we did not connect with Len Aberman, so the first hour in podcast might be a little bit shorter than usual. Second hour, Sam the Cooking Guy, in his usual second hour of the first Tuesday of the month. Guest spots. Cookingguy.com, his website. Big show planned for you next week. We have Meathead from AmazingRibs.com. We'll try and reload Len Aberman and many others as well. Until next Tuesday, uh, September 11th, 2001. I will never forget. Until next Tuesday at 9 p.m. Eastern. This is your program host and proud U.S. American, Greg Rempe. Good night now. This is Jennifer Paulinus from Shalote, North Carolina, and this is Barbecue Central. 